You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to Locked On Warriors, your daily podcast on all things Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Wes Wilberg, we're writer for the San Jose Mercury News here in my hotel room in Sacramento with Connell Letourneau, Warriors beat writer for the San Francisco Chronicle, and we are doing a live in-person edition of La Tuesday, which means we will have trivia later on uh, in the episode, but we're going to talk about uh, free agency. Um, we have Summer League coming up. Connor, that's why we're here in Sacramento. We're uh, about to cover um, some games um, in SAC, uh, but the big news is free agency and everything that's happened today. So the last time I recorded a podcast, it was on the heels of the Otto Porter news. Since then, the Warriors added Nemanja Bializia, who previously played here in Sacramento, and uh, Steph Curry agreed to sign an extension. But let's start with the Porter stuff because uh, I didn't get a chance to hear from you but what you thought about Otto Porter. What do you think about this addition on the minimum? I think it's a phenomenal addition at the minimum. Um, he was a guy who had been mentioned as a possibility on a mid-level. I think a lot of people weren't really sure about his market value because he yeah. had been injured the past couple years. But when healthy, he's more than a mid-level caliber player. Um, you know, He signed a max contract just four years ago with the Wizards. Um, I'm not sure he was truly a max-level player, but... When he's at his best, he's an essential role player, I think, for a winning team. You know, he does a lot of things well. He's a versatile defender. He shoots the ball really well. He's a career 40% three-point shooter. Um, you know, pretty good passer for his position. I think he's going to fit really well into what into the Warrior system. You know, he's kind of like that do-everything kind of guy that they love out of that wing position. And I think he'll slide right, right away into a legitimate 8-9 man yeah. rotation role, play a good 20 20 plus minutes a night if they need him to. And to get that kind of value at a minimum is a coup. I think that this free agency started out best case scenario for, for Bob yeah. Meyer, especially given what they've dealt with the past couple of years to sign uh, Balencia. 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 And Porter at the minimum. Both guys who had been mentioned yeah. as possibilities at the mid level. I like both additions, obviously. The fact that they got them at the minimum is huge, right? Because, look, there's a reason that both of these guys are available for the minimum. Otto Porter is a six foot eight wing who shoots threes as well as anybody else in the league. Why is he available for the minimum? We did hear reports that he turned down other lucrative offers in order to play with Golden State. This is definitely a prove-it deal for him, right? I mean, coming off of a really injury-plagued season, I think he played like 23 games last year in total. Uh, this is a guy who's basically looking for one really good year on a minimum contract on a playoff team, potentially, with Golden State to bounce back and maybe sign a more lucrative contract. It's probably not going to be like the $107 million contract he signed four years ago, but something uh, more lucrative, certainly to the minimum. I think it's an awesome fit. Uh, if he could stay healthy, it's an even better fit. But um, he's adding to depth on the wing, whereas in Washington, he was asked to be basically the future at that small forward spot. That was at a time where Paul George was really coming along. Kawhi Leonard was just starting to come along, right? Um, was a, uh, I think was in the MVP race at the time, right before uh, Otto Porter signed that deal. Um, the Bulls traded for him in order for him to be the answer on the wing. The Warriors aren't looking for him to be the answer on the wing. They just want him to be an option on the wing. Yeah. And at the minimum, that's okay. Uh, I don't think that this is a guy who's going to be able to replace Kent Bazemore in the sense of Bazemore was able to play the shooting guard spot, defend other guards, ball handlers, guys like that, really get up into guys like at half court. 
I don't see Otto Porter at this stage in his career doing that anymore. But he's a guy who at 6'8", 200 pounds, and is strong for his size, 7'1", wingspan. He can guard fours. Like, Bazemore couldn't guard fours, right? Um, he's going to be able to stretch the floor from the corners, specifically. Um, and I think kind of uh, become that Harrison Barnes, Kevin Durant-sized guy that the Warriors have been looking for since Durant left, right? Like, we have seen under Steve Kerr how they've used Barnes and Durant in small ball lineups you could play. I think Otto Porter at power forward right next to Draymond Green at center. You still have Andrew Wiggins. You still have Klay Thompson. You still have Steph Curry. You're not giving up a ton of size in those formations. So I really like that addition. As far as Bielitsia is concerned, same same kind of deal. 40% three-point shooter at six uh, as a center. Everybody wants those players. Why is he available at the minimum? He's available at the minimum because he's coming off couple bad years yeah. just like porter is um he wasn't getting a lot of minutes in sacramento largely because they were just trying to focus on marvin bagley's development yeah and then he he didn't get a lot of minutes in miami i just don't really think he was a great fit for what they were trying to do which is interesting because they did trade for him mid-season and then for them to not play him maybe there were things going on behind the scenes we don't know but i do know that the warriors have been a fan of his for a while mm-hmm. there was talk about them going after him past couple years and, and whether it was buyout market whether it was trades what have you um he's kind of the prototypical stretch big that they like uh he sees the floor really well he can be kind of a fulcrum of that offense he can kind of play that david west slash zaza patrulia role and they've been they've been missing that you know yeah. they they don't have that guy kavon looney can do a bit of that but they haven't had that same level of passer since mm-hmm. those guys have left and i think uh, he can provide a bit of that and provide them a little bit more positional versatility with their lineups. And so I think he's a great addition on the minimum. I think he can come in and play 15 minutes a night and not hurt you. Um, you know, what's interesting about him is uh, he was actually Alan Smilagic's kind of mentor, a uh, fellow Serbian. Uh, Alan, Alan Smilagic wanted to be him. I remember asking Alan, who do you look up to? And he mentioned uh, his name. And uh, I thought that was interesting because I thought he might mention someone like Nikola Jokic, and right. another Serbian who's a little bit higher profile. But he mentioned him because he's the prototypical stretch big that they wanted Smiley right. to be. So they wave Smiley Gich, they get in Bielitsia. Yeah. Um, One's going to play, one never did. <laughs> right. Uh, he did flame out of the Miami Heat rotation within a week of getting traded there. Uh, rumblings of maybe some conditioning issues there, uh, him griping over playing time. I think the Warriors should be con- I hope that they're confident that that kind of stuff isn't going to follow him to Golden State like cuz he's not starting, right? Like and I don't know if he's going to even have he's a night expecting to. I don't think yeah, but I don't even know if he's going to have like a night to night role, right? Like we don't know if he's going to play right away. I think right. that's that's to be seen, right? It depends on what he looks like when he comes in. And so hopefully that conditioning comes around and that if his Playing time is inconsistent because that's the thing we know about Steve Kerr, right? He's going to give everybody a shot. So there's going to be nights where Bielitsa plays 18 minutes. There's going to be nights where he plays zero, right? He's a right. you know a, a, a coach decision didn't play. But um, if he's cool with that, if he buys in, I think it's a great... And look, at the minimum, again, awesome. But like Otto Porter, dealt with some injuries last year, probably looking for another prove-it deal. That's what he's going to get with the Warriors and maybe an opportunity to, complete, uh, to compete in the playoffs. Um, so two really good deals, I think, to get things started. You mentioned how it looked off for the Warriors early on, um, and it did, right? Kent Bazemore went to the Lakers, all these things that we've talked about uh, here on the show. But the fact that they got Porter, Bielitsi on minimums, and they still have this full mid-level exception to go is huge. We're going to talk about that in a second, as well as Steph Curry's uh, extension, which is big news for Warriors fans. But first, 
This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of vehicle makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why, why would you endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts for a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for 20 years, and Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. And they have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. All right. Getting back to this conversation, um, targets at the mid-level. We saw Patty Mills off the market, right? He goes and signs with the Brooklyn Nets. We know that the Warriors were really in on trying to get Patty Mills. Right. Obviously, that doesn't happen. What's their plan B now? Because there's just not a whole lot out there. Yeah, I mean, they won a point guard. Right. And there's just not a lot of great point guards mm-hmm. left. Um, of the guys left who I like, I really like... Danny Green yeah. at the mid-level. Um, I like Dennis Schroeder at the mid-level. Um, I like... I, I, I'm not a huge... I've never been a big Reggie Reggie Jackson guy. Yeah. But he might be their best option at the mid-level at, for a point guard um, in terms of what they're looking for. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I really liked the Patty Mills fit. And it's unfortunate that that didn't work out. I'm sure they went after him. And he signed with Brooklyn, right? Yeah. And so you can't really fault him for signing with Brooklyn. Um, well, that's the thing is like these these point guards and all these guys that the Warriors have gone after. The, uh, Kent Bazemore chose to go to the Lakers instead of coming back to the Warriors. We heard that the Warriors might have even offered him more money, more years than than the Lakers did. Whatever the case it's was, it's hard to believe. But yeah, yeah. I, I heard some stuff that maybe that's not necessarily true. It might well, be some agent. You know, you know how these the conversations go. Like, yeah. Bob Myers has to have contingency plans, and yeah. that means that you have to have, you know, you have to talk to the agents about, hey, we might be interested in offering this, but yeah. that doesn't mean you're offering it, right? Right. And I have a hard time believing that there's a world where they would assign Kent Bazemore to a mid-level exception after they just signed. We, what do we know Porter about and Be- Be- right Bealia too? One of these what do we know about? Uh, is it easier to just go Nemanja? We could just go first Nemanja, name. Nemanja, that's right, better just go me. first name basis. That's um, one thing we know about Bazemore is that he, after a strong year in Golden State, and strong year in Sacramento, by the way, um, two, so two nice performances, two nice stints in a row, was seeking some sort of long-term stability and maybe something higher than the minimum. I wonder if this was a little bit of positioning by his representation, saying, no, 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 Kent Bazemore is worth more than the minimum. He chose the minimum because he wants to go play under the bright lights of L.A., Staples Center, Lakers with LeBron, go compete for a championship with that team. He chose the minimum, but no, trust us, we could have gotten way more than minimum, right? Like, it could have been positioning on his representation's part, which wouldn't shock me. But the the thing is, to re-sign him, you would have had to sign him at a mid-level, given their situation with the Bird Yeah, rights. if not the minimum, then the mid And he's not a... I don't think he's a mid-level player, especially given the Warriors situation, and I just and don't see... the fact see... that they were still waiting to see what was happening with these other guys. Yeah, I just don't yeah. see that happening. Yeah. And honestly, I'd rather have Porter than than Bazemore any day of the week. Now, I know Porter's dealt with health issues and you need to be available. The best uh, the best quality is availability. The best ability is availability. The best ability is availability. 
But assuming that he's those injury woes are behind him, yeah. much better piece, in my opinion, at a, at a minimum deal. Yeah, completes lineups like we were talking about, right? Where Baseborn is like a helpful rotation guy, but he's not... I don't think he's getting the Warriors to where it is. Like he, Bazemore, go necessarily. Like you could find guys that could do what it is. Bazemore was everything that the Warriors could have hoped he would be when they yeah. signed him last summer or last fall. He was their best acquisition. But the fact that Bazemore was as key of a player on last season's team as he was was why last season's right. team was not very good. Right. Um. So. Yeah, they're striking out all these guys, and and a lot of these players, for whatever reason, Kent Bazemore, Patty Mills, Trevor Ariza, like all the, a lot of these players are choosing other destinations, and this is something that I've talked about quite a bit, but the fact that the Warriors just don't have their pick of the litter of ring-chasing veterans willing to take discounts is a very meaningful and pivotal thing, and it's something that we're seeing playing out right now during this free agency process, right? You think about the Warriors in the height of their dynasty, they were the only good coastal elite team. The Lakers were garbage, right? The the They were waiting for LeBron to come. The Clippers were irrelevant. Um, the, the Brooklyn Nets were kind of in that rebuilding stage, kind of putting pieces together to go make the Kevin Durant move, but they were still in that building stage. The Knicks were completely irrelevant. The Heat were doing their own rebuild thing after the Big Three era. They weren't this, they didn't have all the cachet that they had when LeBron was there. Up and down the coast, right? Like the Warriors were the only good team, not even like the only title contending team, the only team that was like in the playoffs. So they had their like that's why Demarcus Cousins calls them and says, "I'll come over for the minimum," right? They had their pick of whoever they wanted. They were saying no to people, and now they're not. Yeah, and I'm not. I think Otto Porter and Bielitsa are definitely better than Wanamaker last year, right? Right. But they they cannot afford for any of these guys to basically be a whiff the way that Wanamaker was, and. We those two moves were were good, but the minimum at the end of the day, low stakes, right? And that's why those moves were so good. But they have to hit on this mid level exception because you only have one of those a year, right? You could sign as many minimums as you want, but you only have one mid level exception a year. You got to hit on it. And right now, I don't know what they do with it. Now, maybe by the time we're done recording this or whatever, that they've signed somebody. But I'm just looking at the guys who are out there. And what are you trying? Are you going to get Reggie Jackson a discount? Are you going to get Danny Green in a discount? Like I. Does one, that even help you right now? One one thing that I, I don't know what their options are right now, but like one thing that I would consider is get using a get because you have an unlimited amount of minimums. Signing a point guard, a backup point guard to a minimum. Yeah, I'm sure you can get a serviceable backup point guard at minimum still right now, and then and then using the mid level on like someone like Victor Oladipo. Interesting. Just taking a swing with it. Just a swing. I don't hate that. It depends on the point that you're get, point guard you're getting at the minimum. They seem to be higher now on Nico Mannion that he's played well. He better for not be their backup point guard. Or, or you just say, you know what? We didn't. We wanted Patty Mills. We didn't get him. We're not going to overpay for any of these other you know minimum type of guys or not exact fits. I mean, Derek Rose was rumored as maybe an option. I don't think it was ever a real. What about Lou Williams? Situation. He's still available. I like Maybe for Lou a portion of the team. mid-level, he's just... What do you do with him in the playoffs? I don't really know. We know that Draymond Green likes Lou Williams. Uh, I wouldn't hate it. You know, I think it makes some they sense. They need people to help but Lou Williams, hold them over until Clay gets back, too. And, and I Lou, think he could help with that. He can definitely do that. The problem with Lou Williams is he's a pretty much a limited player. Like, he's a pick-and-roll guy. And the Warriors don't run pick-and-roll. Are they going to, like, refashion that second unit offense around Lou Williams? I mean, 
there's an argument to be made that they should. The He's also so bad defensively. That's the problem. So my thing is, do you just say, all right, Jordan Poole, second unit's yours. Let's just get some scoring and shooting around you. Hope for, a, hope for another leap from him. Maybe another leap from James Wiseman. Or a leap from James Wiseman. Uh, and just fill it out with wings, right? Like, put Danny Green out there. Put Otto Porter out there with him. Like, put a bunch... Like, maybe that's what you do. Um, or a guy like Victor Oladipo could make sense. Victor is a guy who could run offense for you. I don't actually hate that. It, again, it depends on what kind of point guard you can get at the minimum. I don't think you're getting Reggie Jackson at the minimum. And I, I, I don't have a list in front of me to know who's out there. But if you can get a guy, like a Jeff Teague even... All right, that's at least an option for us. It could end up being going the way of Brad Wanamaker, but at least we didn't use the mid-level, the taxpayer mid-level on him. Uh, and then you take a swing on a guy like Oladipo, who's probably not going to be ready at the start of the year, but could be ready by mid-year playoff time. I don't know. It yeah. might be worth it. I mean, at the end of the day, talent wins the day. Yeah. I think this team needs a little bit more talent. Yeah. And um, I think I think if you can get Oladipo at the mid-level at this point, given what their options are, they should consider it. You might not even have to use the mid-level in Old Depot. I mean, he's still out there, right? Like, Old Depot might just come for the minimum at this point. Who knows? Um, all right, I want to talk briefly about the uh, the Steph Curry extension. And I only say briefly because this is sort of a formality. We knew this was going to happen. Mark Stein reported it a few days ago. You and I have been hearing for uh, years, months, that yeah. this was going to happen. It's I one mean, of those things that's like a big deal because obviously – having Steph locked up matters a lot, but it's not a big deal because everyone knew it was going to happen. Right. This is, like, had Kawhi signed an extension, that would be more news than Steph signing an extension. Not that it's more important that Kawhi's better than Steph. It's just, like, that would have been more unexpected, right? Uh, But this is still really important, uh, um, even just as a milestone for this organization, right? The greatest player that's ever walked through those doors, ever been through that organization, ever played for your franchise, signing an extension through his age 38 season. He's going to get paid $60 million when he's 37 and 38 years old. But you know what? I don't want to hear it. It's worth it. This is the greatest. I don't think anybody's debating that it's not. If they didn't have the salary cap, you could argue that he should be getting paid a billion (laughs) dollars a year. I mean, this team went from being bought at, what, $350 million? Yeah. Which was way too expensive at the time mm-hmm. to being valued at over five billion dollars, and the biggest reason for that is this guy named Steph Curry. Yeah, so, big deal. Yeah, and you lock him in. And to me, this is a signal to the rest of the NBA. All right, all these other stars that are leaving, we know that the NBA can change on a dime, right? That's not happening here. Steph's here. Anybody that thought that they were any fan base that thought that they were getting Steph Curry, Lakers fans that thought that they were getting Steph Curry at some point. It ain't happening, all right? He's staying here. Now, obviously, you can always demand a trade and stuff. Like, that's just not the way Steph works. Like, he very much wants to be the guy who plays for the same organization his entire career. And right now, that looks like it's going to happen. Now, we can have a larger conversation about how do you build a championship team around a 38-year-old point guard getting paid $60 million a year. But I don't want to have that conversation right now. That's We have plenty of time. We have literally four more years now to have that conversation. This is the time... Uh, more for celebration. Uh, Connor, it's time for the Tuesday trivia. We are going to do that right after this. But first, let's talk about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all of the action at Bet Online. Get all of the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, 
and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the games and teams as they prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Connor, it's time for your favorite time of the week. I know this, which is La Tuesday trivia. So for those uh, listening that are new to this segment, Connor Letourneau, San Francisco Chronicle beat writer and savant when it comes to just knowing where people went to college. And I found this out while recording Warriors Huddle with you, with our friend Bram, um, Monday night, where uh, you just went around the room and said where everybody went to college. Like, this is just not NBA players. Like, this is literally I remember, like, random people uh, that I went to high school with who I wasn't even friends with where yeah. they went to college. It's just a thing. Do you know where my high school friends went to college? Have I met them? I... <laughs> uh, you met Jerry. Well, you know all my friends who went to college with me, so. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but here's the game. It's uh, we'll, So we will be sitting there on Media Row during regular time seasons, and I'll just point out a player, and you'll be like, I'll be like, where did he go to college? And you'll be like, uh, Spokane University. And I'll be like, all right, cool. And I'll look it up, and you'll be right. Um, so you just have like this encyclopedic knowledge. It always impressed me. I thought it would be good to bring it on the podcast. We've done it now for four or five weeks in a row. Um, you have a like a 29 and 25 mark. I've missed two total. Two total. Uh, James Ennis and some random guy from the early 90s. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't remember I was trying name. to get them much more difficult for you. <laughs> uh, but we have a theme every week, and the theme this week is dudes on the Summer League roster. Because we're in Sacramento covering Summer League. And for the record, I have not really studied the Summer League roster in any way, so oh. I would not know these. Would I, I would not know these based off the past day since it's been out. All right. So I'm going to have five for you, and then a bonus. So the first one is an easy one. Ryan Taylor... Northwestern, and before that, he went to Evansville. Mm. I have a University of Evansville Purple Aces shirt. <laughs> Did you get that in Minnesota? I had a friend who lived in Evansville, and she bought it for me, knowing that I would appreciate it. Um, played in the G League, the Santa Cruz Warriors G League team. I did a feature uh, on him. Years. Ryan Taylor, did you? <laughs> yeah, about his late father. Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. I just was looking for something to write on, on an off day in the summer, and I wrote about him. Khalil Whitley. Uh, Kentucky. I never heard of him. Who is a guy who didn't play to Kentucky, but if you're good enough to even be on the roster of Kentucky, you can probably at least be on a summer league team. Jakari McLaughlin. Uh, Jakari McLaughlin. Jacory. Uh, he actually went to UC Santa Barbara, and before that he went to Oregon State. He went to Gig Harbor High School, or went to Pen- Peninsula High School in Gig Harbor, Washington. Um, I know him because he I covered Oregon State, and he was had committed to Oregon State when I still was covering oh, them. Oh, see, that's cheating. I didn't know so, that. Uh, yeah, I'm very familiar with him, and he was Big West. That the easier one. He was Big West Player of the Year last year at UC Santa Barbara as a senior. Jeff Dowin. Jeff Dowin. It might have been Dowton. I can't really remember. Dowton. Can't read my own handwriting here. Rhode Island. Yeah, Rhode Island. All right. Salem, Mwagbi. I profiled him in March. I know, I know. Azusa Pacific University. Yeah, 
I was giving you a shout out there. Right. <laughs> I, so, anyone who like, like follows me harder. closely knows that like if I have a day where I'm not just where I have nothing to write, I'll just go profile like the random backup center for Santa Cruz Warriors, <laughs> and that's what I did. He 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 was stocking chills at a local Lowe's, and is now on the summer league team. Wasn't even good enough to get a job at Home Depot. <laughs> he actually had a bright future at Lowe's. They were really bummed really? that he left. Yes. Hopefully he doesn't ever have to work there again. He actually did. I think earlier this summer he went back. Really? Yeah. Just for funsies or? Just for some extra money, something to do. He was back in his hometown. The Gilly grind, man. Yeah. All right, bonus time. I felt like that was too easy. I don't know how, but it was. Um, all right, you got five out of five. You get the bonus here. Nick Mayo. He's on the Sacramento only Summer League roster. Yeah, what Nick Mayo went to Eastern Kentucky. All right, well, good job. I'm getting upset. I gotta make these harder. You ain't too easy. Nick, uh, Nick, uh, Nick Mayo put up numbers at Eastern Kentucky, and then I think was in Japan this past year. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> that'll do it for Laterno La Tuesday trivia. Uh, Connor, thanks as always for, join- for joining me um, and depressing me because I can't figure out how to make these any harder. <laughs> Uh, I'm just gonna start making up players in college. You should have just picked a random summer league team from like the early 2000s. Should have done. Is that. What you should have done. Maybe next time. Um, that'll do it for us today. Thank you to everybody who's listening, watching on YouTube, listening wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts. I'm Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Mercury News. You can follow me at WC Goldberg on Twitter. Email me wgoldberg at bayareanewsgroup.com. Uh, subscribe, follow, five star reviews, all those things. They really do help. Now that we are in the thick of the off season. Appreciate everybody listening and uh, have a great day. We'll see you here tomorrow.